Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out Toronto Today and our segments for November 14th of 22. I'd rather not talk about masks anymore. I'd rather have nothing to do with it. It's the M word as far as I'm concerned. Wear one if you like. If you need me to wear one in an indoor space, I'm happy to. But after 31 months of the pandemic and after 22 months where from May 2020 to March 22, we masked like bandits, like we were robbing a bank every single day. I don't know what more we can do with masks. And I don't know whether a mandate would work and whether or not there'd be more benefits than risks, more pros than cons. I discussed that in our six o'clock top hour on Toronto Today. Uh, Today will be a busy day for Premier Doug Ford. They will go to Queen's Park. They will sit in Queen's Park. They will repeal the uh, controversial bill that provided the notwithstanding clause for the province that at this moment last week was going to be put into full effect and document the illegality of the QP strike. It's hard to believe that's only a week ago. It indeed was. And our kids were out of school a week ago today. I think we'll say the same thing a week from now when we talk about the notion that today Ontario is going to urge indoor masking to help the strain of our hospitals. The strain of our hospitals was well documented that it was probably going to happen in the fall and in the winter. But it's only now that there are people being quite loud, being quite vociferous, which gets the other side to be loud and vociferous because they think, well, if I don't speak up, they may end up uh, getting what they want. Mandatory masking was never coming back to this province. It would be seen as hypocritical, I'm told by somebody who would know, that is sort of embedded, not necessarily with the Ontario uh, PC party, but simply that observes this stuff from Queen's Park at an arm's length. There'd be too many questions about well, wait a minute, wait a minute, who wears, who is mandated to wear masks? Just kids in school? What about the parents that work, that drive those kids to school? What about teachers? What do we do with extracurriculars? What do we do with people who have elderly parents that live with them? And we play this game on and on, the what if game. And we've done that for 31 months. And we've at times tried to do our best. And at times we've rolled our eyes at some of the utter theater of this particular situation. So the best that was going to happen because no one else is mandating masking in the world besides China, there's China. And then maybe there's us and in countries, some other far East countries, Hong Kong, obviously being, you know, in essence, the, uh, the little brother of China often against their will is masking kids over 12 years old from time to time in certain school settings. But we want to be as restrictive as more so than any other nation in the world, except China. We want China to be one A and we want we want us to be one. That's the sense I get from people who want mandated masking. Are there metrics that would dictate how much mandatory masking in schools can help our hospitals? No, not really. Is there any sort of controlled trial that we did in Ontario or even in Canada over the last two and a half years that would document, that would prove, because the burden of proof is on those that want the mandates. It isn't on the rest of us. I've said this a million times, and I mean it. You have to prove it works before you go back to that particular well 31, 32 months later. Did we do any sort of RCT? 
that shows that masks control the spread of an airborne virus that sits in rooms for days on end after you leave the room. And it doesn't care if you're taking your mask off for lunch or if your five, six, seven-year-old in school is fiddling with it and it's a loose cloth mask. They do, that virus does not care about that. That's been proven over time. And believe me, this is the last thing I wanted to discuss this morning. The shows where we don't discuss COVID-19, the shows that we've moved along and we're actually having mature, practical conversations about our healthcare system as a whole, I'm all in on those. And we're starting to get more of that. See the huge story in McLean's massive story about everything that's wrong with our healthcare system right now. We're getting there. We're starting to have more important discussions about what needs to be done. Uh, the hub.ca reforming our health system is an urgent necessity. Absolutely. It is. By the way, it's one of those scenarios also where I think we look and, and we understand. I understand why this is appealing and almost irresistible to politicians. Masks give, give, they sort of offload responsibility. They push control of the pandemic as if it was possible to you and me. You see what's happened here. Governments and uh, public health have said, you deal with it. I don't want to worry about ventilation, though ventilation is critically important. And I will tell you, in the first eight, nine months of the pandemic, ventilation is one of the things I would have undersold a little bit, underestimated. It is really important. New ventilation, obviously in, in newer buildings, is massively important for controlling the air. But guess what we can do now? We can offload responsibility with masks to ordinary people. We can wipe our hands. We don't have to worry about the hospital system as a whole, even though it's crowded every year at this time. Even though every winter, you can't get an ambulance sometimes. Even though every winter, surgeries are canceled and delayed. Not to this extent, but it often happens. Our system's been broken long before COVID. So instead of actually digging in on the allocation of resources by governments and fat cat hospital chief executive officers who make 800 grand a year with a bunch of vice presidents that make 350 or 400 grand a year, instead of looking into those books, we can look and say, this guy doesn't have a mask on at the grocery store. He's keeping the ICUs crowded. So when cases spike and maybe deaths spike, the citizens are at fault, not the leaders of those citizens. I've seen more than enough documentation to know there isn't enough here. There just isn't. And what's our goal at this point in time? This is an idea that's highly impractical. Informed consent matters. Informed consent is critical when it comes to interventions of a medical or societal stature. What outcome are we looking for mandating masks in what? Just schools? Is it ju again? I don't know. Is it just schools? Are we going back to half restaurants? Oh, are we having 5,000 people at Raptors games instead of 15,000? That'll keep the COVID and the RSV out. We're long past looking to prevent positive tests. I don't even know if that was ever the goal. Yeah, we want to keep kids in school. We don't want them to miss school. But respiratory viruses are inevitable. We've been playing this game since people were telling us, you know what, if we just get in there a little harder and we just dig a little deeper with effort and hustle and uh, perseverance, we can flatten this virus into nothing. And we can't. And we couldn't. And we never were able to. Maybe you'll miss three or four days of school. And maybe that's the case. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy we're here right now. But by the way, 
the other side never mentions the idea that there's some risk benefit with masks. What about what about the idea that parents and students get an opinion that masks affect socialization and language learning and for the hearing impaired? They're difficult for people with speech impediments. They're difficult for people who can't hear. They're difficult for shy people. When did this become our focus? And if we had a randomized controlled trial on mask harms, what would they tell us? Does, you, does your experience not matter if you say it's incredibly uncomfortable and I feel awful wearing it? That doesn't matter. They're wimps. Are they lying? They're in the minority. We don't listen to people that are in the minority anymore. They can't. They say they can't bear the thought of putting it on their five-year-old again. That doesn't matter. We, we're not supposed to care about that. Even if you could convince me more good than harm comes out of every single person wearing them today, I'll come up with more than enough contrary evidence that they don't work in certain settings because you'll have them up or down. They sure don't work in restaurants. I saw a TV story in the weekend where people are in restaurants and this woman is speaking without a mask on. She says, well, I'm certainly going to put it on in the grocery store. Lady, you're at a restaurant and you don't have one on right now. It'd be pretty hard for you to convince me mandating masks in school again is the right thing to do. And as if decades of research, decades of research just show we can save a lot of lives and stamp out a rampant respiratory virus if we just bought all our masks from Old Navy. Two for $5 makes sense to you? If only we'd known that in the previous decades.